This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, his blood is per- basically just sugar-free blue V at this point. It's Mitch Doyle. Get everybody. You are smashing those cans. Well, down. there was two for five or one for four. I mean, you're not an idiot. I'm not, I know. It's just smart consumerism. Exactly. And I love Dale my capitalism. hates <laughs> consumerism as it is an extension of capitalism. Yes, Why? correct. My blood is also sugar-free, just for the record. And and a man whose blood only bleeds lime green milk. Oh. Nick ah! He's done it. He's done it. That's incredible yes. from you, Bungers. Thanks. I don't want to see you in a bath of milk, just for the record. I kind of do. Well, yeah, you mate, you mate, who was it? Was it you Amari mate, you Stoudemire mate, you may not have a choice. Baths in milk and saying it was was it wine. He was ba- bathing in either milk or wine. They did like a video on one of those. I mean, websites. bathing in wine is a big flex. You better say, yeah, one of us. What was, was it? What was, was it supposed weird. to do? Like help with muscle recovery? Yeah, I don't think it worked. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Got <laughs> pretty drunk though. It's like when you have when you use a caffeine scrub and you're like, oh, I feel very invigorated getting out of the shower because you've had a cup of coffee in your skin. I don't know what a caffeine. Scrub is. Oh, it's, uh, it's like well, a poor man that eats co- coffee. <laughs> Andy capitalist over here rubbing coffee. Yeah. Body. <laughs> it's a consumer product. I'm trying to make the. Do you know how many it. workers died picking that fucking coffee? <laughs> yes, I'm scrubbing myself with their blood. <laughs> it's a shame. Scrub. Uh, sorry. Yes, Amari thought of my babes in red wine. So there you go. I feel um, like that's the least po- clean of those three options. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, really, you are definitely going to UTI if you it's do that. It's stinkful. It's stinkful weeks, man. As like... a man who regularly does coffee scrubs, they do work. They do, I thought, yes. I thought you were going to say, as a man who regularly bathes <laughs> Mate, in red wine. We don't even have a bathtub in this apartment, so... <laughs> and you don't bathe anyway. My last sentence was literally about the shower products I use. Hush. Oh, sure. Let it happen. So, uh, so red. I feel like out of those ones, like I thought, milk is kind of insane. Wine, white wine, definitely stupid, worse. Red wine is like, wine, how did you get here? No, milk worse option. than red wine because at least with the wine, like it, the remnants of the milk will make the bath the bathroom smell disgusting. Mm. But, but it's worse up the milk. Well, that's a good. What point. Are you a have, have you considered? Are you a that? soy boy? <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking that. Also, the wine will stain your bathtub. Actually, that's a good question. Whereas was milk it, won't. If it was a milk bath, would it just be plain milk, or would it be flavored of some kind? It would I have to be like lime the, milk. I probably be... actually. You know what? I couldn't bathe the milk. Do you see how filthy of a human you are? You get like a cocoa pops going here. <laughs> oh, I'll door, tell you. you know? I'll tell you. Boom rookies <laughs> transitioned into a milk podcast. <laughs> so gradually, I didn't even notice. Have you not listened to the last six weeks of this show? You know, I have. Shouts to Shark. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And but we Dave. are back we for you. the second half. And shouts to Dave. Dave knows I love him. The second half of our um, sort of running through all sixteen teams uh, with a couple of weeks to go in this season, um, and we'll pick it up with. So we basically did the bottom half of the top eight and the bottom half of the bottom eight for the first half. So we'll pick it up with the team that are currently in twelfth place, fresh off an absolute spanking by the Melbourne Storm today, and a team that Mitch and I both picked to make the grand final. The Manly Seahawks. No, I don't remember that happening. There's no record of these. <laughs> no, if no. We, if we, I do not if, recall. We can't, we can't honk our horn at picking them to be good last year and not own it this year. You don't mind honking your horn, do you, big No, fan? not at all. But yeah. I at least... I yeah. Least, yeah. Milk bath. But I hey. Coffee scrub. Thank you. Soy um, milk. Yeah, I mean, that, that's ethical, so that's fine. But yeah, Manly, awful. Just dreadful. Uh, as I said a couple of weeks ago... I can't remember a bigger one-man team since the Joey Johns Knights, and that one man hasn't been playing, and they have been getting absolutely smashed every single week. I and I don't think he would have completely made them fixed everything, but man, oh man, their flaws are visible when he's not there. I know they're a, they're a top-heavy roster, and they have been for a, for a good couple of years now. Their best five players are all very, very good players, but then the drop-off to the next is is bad. And they copped a, they copped a bad one with Finu getting these police charge in the off-season and all that but I've still been really disappointed in them because mm. they had this sort of uh, tough edge to them last year in Dez's, fir- in Dez's first year back. And even though they lost Tom Trebojevic for large swathes of last season, they were still able to just dig in and, and really give a good account of themselves, even if they didn't always win. But there's just been none of that this year. Some of the losses have just been fairly embarrassing. That loss to Seas, like yeah. that's as bad a defeat as I've seen anyone cop in the last five years, I reckon. Yeah. A fair point, but when you've got the world's best halfback in career best form, I mean, there's the, you just have to sit there and accept it. Really. I mean, didn't we say? Didn't we just say that they were a one man team? though? weren't we? Wasn't that a detriment? Are you trying to say that Dale Cherry Evans yeah. is the best halfback in the world, Dale? No, <laughs> um, Dale, you're cancelled. <laughs> Oof. It's one been of those fun. things, you know, Des, one of the, part of Des's ethos, I know a lot of what was there, what is what he was handed, those, the salaries and similar, but he's always been a kind of guy that he thinks comps someone on the fringe players who outperform their salary. You're not, good players are going to be good generally. But and that's where the real fall is. What you guys touched on there is like guys like you know Ruben Garrick were really good last year, kind of sucks. 
right now, you know. And and they've had other guys like Tanyola Paseca has stepped up, for example. He's but been decent. He's been. Good. Were, he's been. That was a position. That's I mean, already a position of strength for them. Yeah, that's Mitch, not exactly no, where they Mitch, need. Mitch, that's the thing, mate. Like I thought, Des would be able to get mm. that sort of thing out of fellas like. Uh, Garrick, I know Sully has been injured, but like I don't think he's been as good as he was last year. Since he got that contract, <sighs> yeah, I didn't want to say yeah. it. Mm. Even and 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 a, a big disappointment for me in that same vein is Danny Levi. Like I oh, thought, yeah, like right. Levi, I, I I always thought he was very talented. And I just thought he thought he stagnated at Newcastle because he was a bit of a big fish in a small pond. And I thought that getting him down there with his talent, with Des sort of cracking the whip, I expected big big things from him this year. And like he's been. Solid, I guess, but he's only played the way I thought he could play. Maybe once or twice, he was very good for him in their win over Para. But apart from that, like we just haven't seen the best of him. Yeah. And now I'm starting to think that we that we never will. You know what I mean? Like if Des can't get it, it probably can't be got. I mean, what you said there—that's if you want to go on about how wrong we've been, that's also the thing we've been wrong on—is is rating the Danny Levi signing. But you've nailed it right there. I think he needs to go the way of Michael Lysha. I think that's it with. He is the player who he is. This is what yeah. we saw at the Knights. At, at, we at saw, some point, you are what you are. We saw, we saw the two or three games a year at the Knights, and that's what it, what it is now at Manly. And that that has been for me. I know you said they're a one man team with with Tommy Turbo, but they did base a lot of their season prep around Monazi Finu's role on that team after being okay letting Coruscant go because they had Finu lost both those guys, and they're bringing Danny Levi, and they expect a bit from their hooker with with that large pack. You're supposed to push through the middle. Push up the guts, quick service through the middle, and support the offloaders. And Danny Levi has done like none of that. None of it. The thing is, like they were so good last year with their offload heavy style, and mm. like like you're saying, running through the middle all the time, all the time, all the time. And I feel like they've gone away from that. They I have. feel like they're not playing to the strengths that they sort of showed last year. You know? Yeah. And I know it's tough when I like not just Jabouvich getting injured, but like Walker spent a lot of time on the sidelines and all that. But yeah, I, I really expected more. I really expected a lot more. Yeah, and uh, I do think um, Jake Dvojevic hasn't had his best year either. I know he's not a traditional, you know, middle forward, that he's not a big yardage guy and never has been. But he just, I don't know, just has let me down a bit this year. You know, I've never been a big fan of him anyway. But without that combination with Tom, it kind of hurts his, his performance too, if you ask me. You know, he's, he's ball playing the, the classic 110 kilo Andrew Johns bullshit. That hasn't been there either. No, no not at all. But not at all. They, they've been, by for me, a wide margin the most disappointing team. Oh, them and the cows, I think. No, the I did. Uh, yeah, see, the cows for me, like, the thing the cows is. Cows are not just that, as much talent, it's though. Not, yeah, yeah. Not they've, been, they've been stagnant they've been for a couple of years there. now. Like, and also, they, they've shocking. had coaching problems, and the thing with Des was when, when we were at the start yeah, of the exactly. season, like, we were all like, Des is going to whip them into shape. He's going to overtrain them and overstimulate them, if anything. The Cowboys have at least had their, like, their coaches fall apart. We, like, they've had, the, mainly have had that consistency of Des through the season and they just cannot yeah. get results. No, you're right, you're right. And the Cowboys also, like, they've been pants, but at least, like, I hate this cliche, but, like, they look like they want to be there. When Manly, when the going gets that tough... That's game, though. Yeah, that the was... tough... The tough oh, the, when the going man. gets tough, the tough really well, I get going. It. I it <laughs> did. It did. Brave of you to say so. Yeah. Thank you. I'm How can you say Braver than the so truth. I'm glad people know so that. <laughs> and they've also, yeah, as you said, like, not getting much out of guys like Garrick and some but Brad Parker was... Forming his skin out last year, and so yeah. was Sully. And George Tafua has uh, a lot of skin. Yeah, I think, to I think I think George and, has and, and Dylan Walker when he did play was pretty poor. And I think K Cuss is honestly the better option for them in that position long term. But even he had a few good weeks. Has kind of gone off the pace a little bit in the last couple. So. Uh, it's just not really any positives for them to really write home about at all, apart from probably, as you said, the form of Taniela Paseca. That's yeah. basically I th- it. I think Sirenin's had a really good year for him. Yeah, yeah Sirenin's had a good year. He's not even and the best Sirenin anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so another problem. There you go. Yep, absolutely. So now we jump back into the top four, the defending premiers, and the team we all know is going to win at the end, the Sydney Roosters. Only fourth, but I mean, it doesn't like who cares really. Like, Again, get, as long as you finish well, in the top four, I think. I think the the reason they won the comp last year, and even a little He's bit of reason. Ben Cummins. <laughs> this took a turn. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, taking a deep breath. I, I I'm gonna take a moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the reason they won the comp last year. Fuck you. Is the reason that's why. Anyway, uh, the Roosters. So obviously that they're adapting to that. Um, to that loss of Victor Radley's been a huge part of their season and defining part of their season. Like Radley moved the ball around so well for them in the middle there, and they weren't happy with Kyle Flanagan's output that 
that really has changed them a bit. But they've had a lot of injuries through this whole last few weeks. And I found it funny. Like, people want to hate on this Roosters team so much. When they were winning through injuries, nobody cared. They lost one game and people were like, oh, see? See, they're not that good, are they? Look at it. It's like, okay. I, I knew they were frauds. <laughs> yeah, I knew. They only won two premierships yeah. in the last two years. They can't do a third one. Cowards. Can I just say, how good was the that... Um, someone dug it up on Twitter the other day. The resurfacing of that bloke who only wrote two articles from the Raw, and they were called "Why Trent Robinson's Contract Extension Were a mis- Was a Mistake" and "Why Trent Robinson Needs to Leave the Roosters." Oh, dude! Uh, oh, written dear. in like 2016 and 2017. Tough like, look. Well, Shout out to Roosters Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, I think what happened with Robbo between the premierships is I think he realised at some stage that it doesn't matter how many games you win in the regular season because like it doesn't really matter what matters is that you're good for that month that you need to be yep. really really good and I think like th- I think that's what changed for them in 18 and that's why they were able to win it and that's why they were able to win it on 17 even though they'll probably run it on fumes by the end I think Robbo has really worked out how to get a team to time its run mm. and from the looks of things it could be happening again like they've had this tough period not we say tough period I think they lost one game over the tough. last couple of weeks or whatever like it's tough for them I guess like but Everyone's coming back. They got the Morris boys back. They got Cordner back. They got Tubo back. And it wouldn't surprise me if they come into the finals and maybe they finish fourth or third or something. But if they're just looking like the Death Star again, yeah, you know, it, they're, they're not as they're not as talented a roster as last like year. We, I don't think Flanagan or Lamb is really the answer at halfback. No. And I think if if they get into a game where it's a low scoring grind and they really need to sort of build their way through it and rely on their, their structures and their kicking game and all that sort of thing. It might not be there as much without Kronk, but yeah. that might not matter. Like it might, it, like what they've got still might be good enough to, to do it again. You're right. You're completely right. And it doesn't matter where you finish in the top four, as long as you finish in the top four. And they're going to do that barring some sort of disastrous last couple of weeks. But yeah, they're, I'm, not be- I'm not making them the underdogs against any team. In in the in in a finals game, I'm, no. not, I'm not I'm yeah. not I don't care if Penrith well, or Melbourne finish two points, four points, five points, six points above them. It doesn't matter to me. Well, this is this is why I actually quite like the Sunny Bill signing for them as well. Not because of what he's going to bring on the field. I think he'll be a bit part player on the field at most. Like if he's mm. getting more than thirty minutes a game, I'll be absolutely stunned. I think the reason Robin's, Robbo signed him is because I think he understands that after two years at the top, things get stale. And, it, and it's hard to keep the boys up and to keep them motivated. Mm. And if you bring in someone like Sonny, it freshens up the approach because I think there's only about maybe four or five guys on that roster that have actually played with him. Even someone like um, Teddy, mm. who's been so good for so long now. He like he idolised Sonny Bill growing up. He's of that sort of generation. So it sort of just gives him that spark club. It, it, it gives him that spark club. It uh, freshens things up for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, that, yeah. like, it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's an off-field signing more than it's an on-field I agree signing. With that and completely. I, and I think it's going to really work for him Mate, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if his role there is the last thirty minutes of games. Like, come on, and he, and he'll op- like put him in the middle and hope that he let him work. The ball. No, but hope that he does a bit of the Radley stuff in terms of not, not you know, not going on out there to give you fifteen, like ten hit ups or hit up a minute or whatever. But maybe you know, only run the ball five times, but, but play that fulcrum role in the middle that Radley was doing. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the skill to do it as well. That's it. He, I, I had a story about this last week. He's had a lot of injuries over the last four years. He's only played about forty games mm. over over his last four years in Union, and he's not he's not really been the same since he did his Achilles at the Olympics. But nearly all of them are lower body injuries. None, almost yeah. none of it's his upper body. So if you put him in the middle, he's doing less running. There's bigger collisions, mm. but he can, he's probably going to be able to take that. But there's less running. There's less lateral movement. I think it's a good way to manage him. And I think you're right, Mitch. I think that's exactly how they'll how they'll how they'll use him, and that could open things up for him a little bit. You know, because I think they've been going with like Leo at lock a lot for the last couple of weeks since Radley got injured. And Leo's a good player, but he's a yardage man. He's not a passer. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I do think like one thing after that game, I l- listen to Trent Robinson speak, and I always like listening to him speak, and, and I do enjoy that he gets, every few weeks I'll get mad at the media for not talking to him about footy, because he's one of those guys, that he just wants to talk footy. He's one of those coaches he who does. wants to actually he does. talk and about footy. He does, and he's interesting to hear talk he about is. footy too. And because he, he will actually give you answers. If you yeah, ask him the right questions, you'll get good answers. But he was yep. talking about, you know, with, they asked him about Tupanua, and as usual, he tries not to get into the overhyped stuff of it, because after the game, you had bloody... 
Who was it? Oh, Brayton Ass is like calling for dropping Crichton to the Newers there forever now, whatever, all that garbage. Crichton was having a really good season he was. until he got but, uh, shit. But, like... you know, Robertson spoke about it. He's like, mate, you know, we give these guys, people won't know who they are, but they'll play 15 minutes a week for a while or whatever, and we'll keep playing, just keep playing or whatever. But the time will come when we ask them, you've done that, You've now you owe us 80. And, you know, Tupanua owed us a couple of 80s and we got it out of him. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what good coaches do. It's not just throw the kid in there and, like, well, that, you know, instead of waiting till an edge got an injury and then he came on at the start and the edge for the last year or so he's getting minutes yeah. until, and I, until and I think, he's I think that goes back to what Campo said earlier about him not being overly concerned with winning regular season games anymore and not yeah. ensuring that your best players are playing the most minutes well that's the thing they won three, like, they, I think it was two minor premierships back to back yeah they 14, won three back to back 13, 14, 15 and they only won one comp so. exactly yeah Exactly, you got to be able to time your run, and and that and that's that's good from Robbo to to adapt like that. He's such yeah. a good coach. I hate Not it so only much. they only win one comp, they didn't make a grand final in either of those other two years either. They lost in the prelim. Both Let's years. remind me who beat them in the fourteen and fifteen uh, prelims. South. And then in 2015, it would be the Broncos of Brisbane. No, we've never played finals. <laughs> I don't remember what a day when we played finals. Yeah, <laughs> that that no, or, the, the Darius Boyd. In I, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to do right. I don't want to. I don't want to send us down. I don't want to send us down memory lane. But that pre that Broncos Roosters prelim was so exciting because it was another one of those games where Hunt and Milford just poured through the middle and just did whatever they fucking wanted all, to do. It was all so, I know, it was watching so that game, sick. I thought, I cannot wait to ruin this regime. This need, club needs a change. <laughs> if I was at that minute at that club, I'd go, you know what? Get rid of him. The guy sick of making there. grand finals. Get rid of that disgusting. halfback. <laughs> Resign that fullback for 1,700 years and we'll go from there. I mean, in, fa- in fairness, oh. in, in, in 3,720, Teddy will still be good. He will be. Yeah. He will be a head in a jar. <laughs> But he will still I'm be also a good rugby league being played by heads in a jar in the year three thousand. That's yeah. a Seabold design. Yeah. Trust, a, trust, a, trust a Camden man in a crisis, and he will provide mm. heads in jars. I'm we, telling we, you, we know what heads in jars happening. We've been like, yeah, I was going to say what happened, <laughs> happened to heads in jars in Camden. That was very clever from Dale, but Thank I you. think it'll go over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. But it didn't go over my head, and mm. Camper looks very ashamed right now. So yeah, that was the desired result. It's tough um, times. Tough. Next up, we have the eleventh. That's right, eleventh, not ninth. West Tigers, who have been thoroughly. Thoroughly bad, not just last week, but in the last few Thoroughly weeks. Thoroughly bad is a great. Uh, no, but legit, like we no, ex- they have. We expected them to go up a level this year, and at least try and fight for the eight. But now we're what four weeks out from the finals, and they would need to, I think, win every game to make it. So I think uh, uh, I think Anthony Seville broke my coach radar because I've been pretty good the last year's picking who I think a good coach and who isn't. But I was like, I you know, for me, I was off mad for years, as you know, Bunga. We argued about it years ago. And then this preseason, I set the bar so low that, well, he's not Anthony Seabold, so I like him. And I was in on Madge, and I think I might have been wrong because I don't know if the fit is just right at that club with him. Or maybe I'm not wrong, but, I, you know. It's I, just... I, I expected more from him. So did I. Year. I really and, did. Like, and... I, I don't think, the, like, the roster's not quite there. Like, I, he's still dealing with some really shitty contracts and that. But, like... I wanted a bit more. I wanted a bit more. But then there's there's stuff like um he got Luch down there and he's turned Luch into a real player. That's it. You know what I mean? Like But a lot of the other stuff it's like yeah, And like I, I like Harry I know Harry Grant was gonna be good anyway, but Harry Grant's come down there and he's done really well as well. I think Madge has to get a little, this, a little bit of 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 a they oh, run out of gas, and then Cobb, Cobb, is, it's it's like the last five years. Yeah, that but done that now. no, but especially the last two years when when they've actually had some some degree of hype in regards to being a team that could make the finals or at least threaten threaten to make the finals. But and especially like it wasn't it was a couple of weeks into the season, people were like, you know what, this spine of Dewey, Grant, Marshall, and Brooks might be pretty good. I remember thinking that, and now. <laughs> Brooks has disappointed me. It, I, yeah. I wanted, I wanted more from Brooks. I'm a big Luke Brooks fan. He was our fool's gold again, Campbell. He got but that's us. it, mate. Like we, Aiden got us. And Clifford well, let's, us. Let's, like I say, he's got, like we just can't quit him. But like, I thought because like Brooks has had, Brooks had the first really good year under Maguire was pretty good last year. I thought at, we'd least at see we'd at least see a repetition of that. But lads, I don't know if you've been watching, but uh, we no. have not. And yes, I know so he was. I know like he that. was poor on Saturday against Penrith, but their forward pack just got belted in. Oh, the they got position. they got the shit kicked out. Well, that's it. I don't think that's the game that puts me off Luke Brooks. I think it's the whole combination of this season that even in games where they played well, it was the Benji Marshall show in the halves, not not the Brooks show. How is Benji still the best half at the club? And he's not playing well. And he's no, he's not. He's not. But like, it's that thing when he plays well. 
the Tigers play well? Like, how are they still relying so much on Benji mm. when he's at this point of his career, you know? Yeah. I think Brooks needs to go somewhere where he can be a running 5'8". That's really the only way I think they can salvage his career at this point. Oh, maybe not a running 5'8", but I just no. think he needs to go somewhere where he can slot in and out of first receiver, where he's got a the problem is that goes just, And the problem is like, there aren't really that many locations that fit that bill either where... Like, like a like a place where you have a good forward pack and an organising halfback. Like, I mean, Manly don't have an no, I think, Manly I, don't have a vacancy. South don't no, have a vacancy. I, th- I, th- I, I think imagine. I think I think he can be an organiser in that. I just think he needs someone that can sort of organise a little bit and then yeah. occasionally get into first receiver, just give him a little bit of room. So, for example, I think he'd be great at Manly. With I Cherry. agree. I just don't think they'll sign him given that. No, of course not. Of course not. I don't, I don't think he'll leave West. He really loves West. Oh, I and, I, and I very much I very much respect but, that. But I remember I, when, I, he, when he re-signed with him, I did a story yeah. with him. And I sort of said, like, you know, what was the biggest thing for sticking around? And he said, well, look, he goes, one day, he goes, one day West are going to be really successful. And I don't want that to happen without me. I absolutely respect It might that. not happen with him. I respect that so much. But, but I, I like, I like I how mean, much he loves the club, off, you know? Off the top of my head, I think, if he went in and he got this, and this won't happen at any of these three clubs, but if he got the six jersey at Canberra, Souths, or Manly, I think it would be a great fit. But it's not going to happen, and we might never know. We might never know. We might never see the best Luke Brooks, and that's I always sad. Thought, I always yeah. thought with Brooks, oh, like um, Benji before he went to rugby was the perfect partner for him, and they just sort of come along at the wrong times and that. Yeah. But and it just sort of didn't work out the way it should. It's not all doom and gloom for West. Like Noff has had a great year. Yeah, Luch, as you said, has become a really uh, good Noff has had a great year when it looks like maybe he that he was going to be lost to the club because he started in the Reggies last year. He yeah. wasn't the best or whatever. Luch has come on in leaps and bounds. I really like how much he's turned into a leader as well with his energy and stuff around the club. But uh, yeah, then, I, I I want I want better things for West. There's not many really other do. shining lights there's over the whole season. Not, there were some forwards that I was Alloyes had Alloyes had a good year. I was year. starting to buy into it. Like guys like Twall and Garner, I was starting no. to buy in, and I'm just not there now. Yeah, there was a lot of false dawns, like um, you know, like some guys who had uh, had a good periods, like glimpses, like Alex Twall, for example. And the, but yeah, Moses Zembai is like a lot of club fans wanting out of that club, and I do think Adam Dewey. I, I'm just not a believer. I just think they're in fullback purgatory. And they're looking at like if they go and sign like Josh Adokar as rumored on Big Bickies to play fullback. It's like my idea of like if I want to go sign a fullback, I'll go sign a fullback. Like they've tried this thing when they keep turning trying to turn people into fullbacks post Tedesco. It hasn't worked. If you're not going to stick with Dewey, go and get a fullback. But or, like, who can they get realistically? Like I'm racking my brain to try and think of a good fullback that's that's out there right now that they Adokar. Can go and get. Do well, it. That's what I was talking about. Sign that. Adokar. Yeah, chuck no, him at the no. back. Let's go. But it's like. Yeah, I'm not saying there is a good one out there, but it's more like I'm saying like I would. Let's not keep signing a different one every year. That's what my thing. No, I agree with that. If you, like, you've you've committed to this Dewey thing for at least two years, in my opinion. Yeah. But, and again, Dewey had some nice games. It's like he had some really nice games for Souths at the end of last year as well. I thought he was probably their best player in the prelim camp. I don't know if you agree, but I thought Walker was probably the best player. Cody was quite good as well. Dewey was right. good. But the thing with the thing with Dewey is they need him, like. Like he, they can't afford for him to be a project. They need him no, to be right. the finished product now, and he's just not there. Yeah. He's just not there, you know. Like, yeah. And uh, and then other guys like you know, I really thought McKayley would, would take a step forward. Yeah, so did I. I've been a little bit disappointed in him. So and I, and I just feel like, I can't believe those contracts are still going. Like it's all, wild, they, all eh? these bad contracts, and it's like oh, they're still there next year. It feels year. Like, like they signed Chris McQueen five years ago. Yeah, but that's is he gone, still but, playing footy? Well, no one's playing Reggie's right now, though. Okay. But he's still contract. But, but they have, they still have the contracts of Reynolds and, and Packer next year. It's like, oh god, they're still going. <sighs> I think they're going to keep Packer too. Yeah. Where's he going to go? That's the way it. the way I sort of understand it is, it's hard to move the contract because no one really wants mm. Packer. And the other thing is, if Packer goes, I don't think they have a forward that's played more than a hundred games. I think they want to keep him for the experience for yeah, whatever that's, that's worth. You know, so. Greg I think they'll keep him around. Areas. Yeah, but it's uh, the one win for the Tigers is they got knocked out of ninth because they like honestly, I'd rather finish eleventh oh, and ninth. God, I agree. Like, it'd, break, that shit. it'd break your heart, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I mean the the only, I and the, I get I think this happened two twenty eighteen as well. But like, there's a couple of years where they finished ninth, but they've been really far away from eighth, and this would mm. be one of those years I think because at the moment I would be beyond stunned if someone who's not currently in the top eight made the top eight. I would, I would Warriors, be, baby. Maybe, but hey, come on. I mean, the big, the big, the big, the big, the big, I mean, wouldn't that be something? But yeah, I don't it would think it's be one happen. of the all-time stories. Uh, anyway, we're moving back to the, towards the top of the ladder and we've got um, three teams left to talk about in the top four as well as the three teams towards the bottom battling for that eighth spot. 
allegedly. But currently in third place, we have the Parramatta Eels. Thresh off an absolute pasting by the Grand Old Club <laughs> on Thursday night. The Grand Old Club. Go on, food them. I know he's been waiting, but food I mean, them. I, mean, I take like no joy ago. in this because obviously, like, I've always had a massive sauce for Parramatta. My nan's a huge Eels fan, so I always want them to do well for her. But for every Parramatta fan that's not her, it is quite funny. I mean, most I think a lot of Parramatta fans knew this was coming. They just did, like... They were just missing something. I've been saying this the whole mm. way along. I said on the podcast with Shark a couple of weeks ago, it was like, they had a lot of these gritty wins, but too many of them. Too many wins by two, by two, by two. Not enough wins that impressed me after over the last eight or so weeks. And they haven't scored 20 points, like over 20, in like... What round was last on they scored over 20 points? Like round five or six. I don't think they've scored over 20 points since Mitch Moses came back into the team. Yeah, like, he's, he's just he's just not looked good Is it since Jai he came back that calf injury. Round well, he, 11, last time they scored 20 points against good. the Tigers. But, uh, and, and Mitch, you know... It, it's an easy knock to have on any half, but mm. he he's just been one. He has been most of his career one of those halves that when the things are going tough, he he might be one of the best flat track bullies in the comp. A great half when the team's rolling, one of the best when the team's rolling, but things are going tough and it's just not there for him. And I don't think it's a coincidence that whole right side of the field isn't firing with with Mitch's form, with Wunga Blake being at the, the new Will Chambers in terms of ball hog, and Fergos hasn't scored a try and it's killing his form. Like that whole right edge isn't really firing. And Dylan Brown's been in some great form, and losing him right now is absolutely massive for their final hopes. And they're, 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 you know, whenever he comes back, who knows how fit he is? But that's huge for them because that left edge was their saving grace with like Brown and Guffo looping on the left, and with with Sevo and Jennings. That was where the points are coming from, and the joy was coming when it was coming. And without Brown there, you know, I know Jai Field did an admirable job, but he was not really you know a, a ball player or anything dominant when he was filling in. And now he's stepping into the shoes of Dylan Brown, who I really think is their better ball player at the moment. I think that's a tough ask for him. And I'm, I'm not sure the way forward for Para, but I've been saying all year, and I think I stick there, that they're a team that's probably going to lose back-to-back finals to me. If they make that top four still, they whoever they get play in that top four, mm. I back the other team against them. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, anything you want, anything either of you guys want to say? No, I think that the straight sets is a good point. I That's really... That's really where I see them at this point as well. And look, every paraffin that did at one point listen to this has boycotted because they hate us. So, I mean, whatever. Have Adam. <laughs> have Adam. Uh, next up, we have the St. George Illawarra Dragons. God, who... That was quick. on how I cop well, that para. Well, no, it was pretty, it was, yeah, what you said was pretty comprehensive. What's like, the thing? I pity you. I don't and think the, and the thing was, I, the thing was I, th- I thought they were going to really turn up against South. And even if they didn't beat them, I thought they were going to go really hard and give them a good go. But instead, they, they didn't. Just, yeah, it turns out they didn't. It turns out they didn't. I don't mm. know if you guys saw, but uh, oh, I, I they did. did take a fat L. <laughs> the fattest. They, they really did. Next up, we have Dale's beloved St. George Illawarra Dragons, who were sort of dreaming about possibly scraping into eighth spot until mm. they shat the bed against the Titans. Yeah, look, it's not something that we've seen before that a Dragons team shit in the bed. So it's just great to be... Got them. Yeah, it's great to be rolling out the hits once again from a Dragons perspective. Um, there are some things this season that have uh, surprised me. The, the love that the players had for, uh, for Mary McGregor was something. When, when those stories came out about, you know, he'd saved Cam McInnes' career and all these other stories that had come out, like I was touched but not... So, touched, surprised, but not, um, not, to the, not to the extent where I would continually want him running my footy club. Well, I think the rap on Mary always is great, great bloke. But... But it had run his course. Had run his had yeah. run his course a as a coach with these a players. Great, great coach, mate. I've yeah. heard that argument many times with people. That I don't think he deserved to keep his job, but I don't think he was as bad as everyone. He's not no, one of those no, awful no, coaches. No. The rest no. of them are. Yeah, it was it was more a knock on the fact that the club had decided to sign him on another but, multi-year yeah, he had deal. To move on. Yeah, that last that last one was yeah, the killer. That, that, that last one say, was the killer. They're, but they're, mate, there's been like I have lot. There have been some good signs out of Saints. Agreed. Dufty's improvement. Dufty's really good improvement over the last few weeks. Lomax. Even someone like Ravalawa has improved a lot this year. I don't know if he's going to be a a long-term first grade, but he's gotten a lot better. Like I think Blake Laurie's had a pretty good season as well. Like Um, Adam Clue might not have shown that he's a first-grade halfback forever, but he's shown that he could play for. He can play in first. He is the he is the dragon Sam Williams at this point, and that is not a knock on anyone, sir. Yeah. Please, I said please, what I said. please show respect to the King of Kings. They've got, oh, they've got a real tough conversation with Ben Hunt coming this off season though, because he keeps saying he'll do the job, and but every week he gets asked, "Do you like playing hook, ha- hooker?" And he's like, "No, I want to play halfback." Yeah. I don't hate him at hooker. I, I think oh, he's, he's good there. Fine I, there. I don't. I don't either. I think. I think the. I don't know if it's a tougher conversation, but they've got to have a serious conversation about Corey Norman. Like that's. Yeah. I, I know that, Is that Hunt contract over this year. I feel that would no, be. I think, very it's, got, short I think it's got another ten years yeah. to go. Uh, mm. West should sign he, Ben Hunt. 
he turned up. Who said no? That yeah. I'd actually, like I'd actually solution. love Brooks Hunt. I really, that'd be nice. Yes, it wouldn't. It's not going to happen in a million years. Yeah, but uh, I, I do feel like uh, Corey Norman, like he against the Titans, he turned up when that game when they had to score with two minutes to go. He yeah. just floundered the rest, and look, two minutes ago, he's all of a sudden he wants hand up, wants the ball. Like that's, that's just two years. I, I, I know Hunt cops, Hunt cops a lot of flack for the money he's on, but I never feel like Hunt's giving less than his best. I feel like yeah, Hunt right. is always. He's always like giving yep. everything he has. Norman just kind of a lot of the time just sort of drifts through games, yeah, you know. And and you get to the end, you're like, oh yeah, Corey Norman was playing. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it's kind of how I feel about Jordan Pereira. To be fair, but it's like, oh, like I like Jordan Pereira. I do. He's but a fighter, man. Fl- flits into games would be but, but, oh, bro. That's because they're all kicking a Ravalawa, hoping he's going to drop it. That's what happened on Friday. <laughs> yeah. On Friday, I don't think they kicked a Pereira once. Like, the game that they won in Wollongong the other week, where where Norman scored that try late on, I remember. Oh, against um, Canterbury. Yeah, watching the game and then Pereira took a hit up like a. a uh, kick return, and I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, the, good for him." Well, I haven't got a name for this yet, but it's it's one of my beliefs with the salary cap thing. But the million dollar man milestone—it's like a mental milestone. Fans see that, and the moment you hit that barrier, there's an expectation put on you that's not another guy. Not on a million, I but, can't abide but, it. Corey Norman on eight hundred. Well, that's that what I was about to say, right? So you know, in the NRL, the problem sign with the salary a, cap is sign a player to nine hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. The problem with the salary cap is not the good players getting a million dollars. Like how Callum Pong is getting more pressure now; he's getting a million dollars than what he was prior. The problem with the salary cap is the average player who gets paid like the great player, and Corey Norman is one of those players. Yeah, he's not an eight hundred k half. No one gives a shit. Because his salary doesn't make a weird mental barrier. No one cares that he's underperforming. He just gets to flounder through games yeah. without and any like, pressure on him. Yeah, I, I think that's. A, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. And yeah, I, 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 I'm not surprised that they've tried to. They're trying to move that contract on because it's pretty clear that it was a mistake to bring him in on that yeah. sort of cash. You know, and but if they if they can get if they can get rid of him, even if they just went with Clune Hunt for next year, I wouldn't I'm hate that. that. I, w- I wouldn't hate that at all. You yeah. know. Clune seems like a, a toiler. Hunt seems like not a creative genius, but like at least they've got the yardage kicks there and they can kind of get out of their own half. And Oh, but it's also like the McKinnis thing. Like he's been good at lock. Yeah. But I don't think a winning football team has Hunt 9 McKinnis. No, no me, I agree. Either. me either. I do think McKinnis has had a fabulous season. So do I. He's such a good player. He is, and he's a good club. And obviously, with the, again, he's happy to go to lock and not bitch. Yeah, he's a really good club because it would be very easy for him to say, play me at hooker or I'm, or I'm leaving because there's yeah. plenty of clubs that would have him. 100%. And playing hooker is better for his prospects. Like if he wants to, say, you know, for example, say Damien Cook got injured to one year. Oh, yeah. He, he wants mate, to play he's Origin. The, he's, he's, the, yeah, he's the second best. He's the second best hooker in the state oh, without a doubt in the world. Happy Coruscant and Happy Coruscant. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got a bit too excited. Happy right, Coruscant right. also rules. That's all right. But, it's been uh, a long day. That's it. Like for me, it's like with with salary caps. I don't want to go on a big rant, but I got a little one. Like I know it being a nine hundred bit million salary cap, there can't be the disparity of, of an American sports league. But if you go look at the NFL or the NBA, the top players are getting literally twenty five to thirty percent more than the minimum wage players. Maybe even more than that. You, you mean twenty five times? Yeah, well, sorry, times more. Like, I was going to say, LeBron James yeah. getting 30% more so than times. And then to the bench guy. I mean, even in the NFL, you look at, like, you know, being on the roster on the practice yeah. squad is about $400,000 a year. And then Russell Wilson's making 40 mil. Yeah. Yeah. That's the disparity between the best and the worst. In the in, in the haves and the haves nots in rugby league, there's a few million dollar players, and then the average, the lowest salary is 105. That's not a fucking big gap. No. And mm-hmm. then that's where you end up with this, get, end up with the, with this uh, roster construction and everyone buys into it, so every team has to buy into it. Where the average player is making five to 600. Like a guy who's played 100 first grade games is getting paid that kind of money. Those are the people for mine. That's the problem with people's rosters. Not the great players getting a million dollars. And that's why, great players from, getting and that's why from one. time to time when you see Melbourne or the Roosters let a decent first grader leave. That's why it they makes do it. sense, and that's why they keep winning competitions. But yeah, good players getting a million dollars is not a problem with the salary cap or that player's problem. The problem generally is when teams pay an average guy with average mid tier deals. Mid tier deals cut you down. Like the Titans' problem they have right now is because they signed heaps of guys at six hundred k before what they're doing for next year. But they had heaps of guys like Tyron Peach, yeah, Shannon Boyd. Yeah, it's not the Ash Taylor contract that's the main issue. Yeah, that's it was, not, that yeah. wasn't ideal, but yeah, there are other bigger problems like having guys who literally weren't in first grade making six hundred, seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah, they had Boyd Cartwright, Lani Latu. That's Cartwright, the problem yeah. with salary, the salaries. But people always look at that million dollar barrier. This this group of twenty odd players, those are the guys. Oh well, mate, I mean that's existed for like that's why cars were sold for like nineteen thousand nine hundred nine hundred dollars, like that's not it. twenty thousand when we like when we were younger. And obviously that price has gone up a lot since that's then. It. But it's a hot, that's that's always been the way. And do you want a car? Sorry, do you want a car? Yes, I do. Um, yeah. And that's always been the way. But be a Ben Hunt being on a million or eight hundred. Like if you've got his Corey Norman, his switchy salary with Corey Norman, does that make him a worse player or a different player? No. no. 
stupid. Yep. Uh, next em. up, we have the Melbourne Storm, who are not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they made, made they team, are the smart boys. Made fucking, somebody look stupid this fucking, week, didn't they? Fucking pricks. <laughs> they've got, they've, yeah, they've just got the next best 17 hookers or something Absol- signed up there. Absolutely. They just, just keep doing it. I, I think an, under, an underrated thing is they've relocated to the sunny coast and have gotten better. Yeah. Like they're playing, <laughs> they're playing better now than when they were living at home. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, this is, and we're going to get to this with the Warriors as well. But you can actually make the argument that the the, the 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 especially with the Warriors, but also with the Storm, not having to travel every second week is probably helping them. Camp mentality, baby. Uh, well, camp camp yeah. mentality. No, and, not, and not the, so much the, the camp mentality thing. That that like one of the few things that most people who study like the, the logistics and everything around a team agree on is that extensive travel makes you worse over the course of a season, and the teams that travel still, less have more success. They're still traveling almost as much as they would have though, because the only yeah. guys they wouldn't travel for are away games against Brisbane and mm. the Titans. Like they're still yeah same you know travel I mean? for them. I don't think it's that much of a reduction in travel, but it's the I think it's the encamp mentality yeah. for them. It's like absolutely it was, it was, the, absolutely. Same, it was the same kind of thing as when the Raiders were all getting into going into hotels before home games. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> hey, they try anything. Oh, they yeah, try. They try. Yeah. Back in the Shiloh days, they tr- try. Don't you anything. just want to hang out at the airport? The absolutely. Days. Oh well, no. We all know how good we all know how good Melbourne. I think Pappenhausen's had a really good season. I think he's taken a big step forward, which has been really good to see. I think Justin Olam as well has had oh, a has yeah. had a really good year. He's really improved. He's insane. I absolutely love it. You know, but like they're bringing up like Nico Hines is what their twelfth string fullback, and he's sick. Like it's terrible. Yeah, what are we the, doing? And they had injuries, like they had uh, Dal Finucane's injury, and they've had Vernavala's injury. But it's just like it doesn't matter. There, people step up and do their job. Like Mate, Smith got injured, and it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's obscene. It is obscene, and I, I, I think they have the same problem though as they've had probably since Cronk left, where. They're built to be an excellent team every week. Mm, yeah. But once we get to the finals and other teams sort of lift in intensity, yeah. I don't know if Melbourne have another level to go to. It, it does remind me a little of uh, the Roosters a few years ago where they were making, you know, winning minor premiership after minor premiership and then choking in prelims. Yeah. Because yeah. they were built to win every game every week. And then as teams tapered up towards the finals and they met the Roosters at their level... The Roosters weren't aware of how to play teams that were on well, an up instead they're of all, on a, they're on all, a they're, all that, they're already giving everything. Exactly. There's, yeah. there's, no, exactly. there's, nothing, el- there's nothing else to dig and deep And you can't on, you train know? for to play a team that is on an up and simply, and I hate this term, but simply wants it more than you. If you're training to play your best 100% every week I would just... and you play 100% every week... We've seen no, this story. You're 100 right, Dale. Like that, like yeah. the reason Canberra were able to beat them in the in the finals last year is because they just like f- because Canberra lifted. Like yes. they they drew on the on the emotion of the situation yep. and found a place that they probably can't play at every week, mm-hmm. but they could for that day, and that's what matters when you the play. Storm are a metronome, and if someone changes the beat, sometimes they can't stick exactly. with it. Exactly. There you go. Like, that's it. Like they'll um. Like we've been there this, there before. We've been to the same spot with the Storm, and they get in this game, and you watch them, and they'll be down six nil, and you're like, oh, the Storm will come back. Another team scores again. It's 12-0 and they stay on the same speed, but then they're not scoring. And it happened at Canberra when they have like a million tackles on the goal line. You're like, shit, the Storm aren't scoring. And all of a sudden the game ends and it's like, the Storm didn't play bad, but they just got fucking done by a team who turned up more in the day. And and what they're doing now, this year, because it's so irregular, it might be enough. Yeah. Like it might might be enough, but... I, I, that that is the that is the last reservation I have them. I have them in in my list of teams. I think can win the premiership. Same. Yeah, great. Well, the um, I'm braver than the <laughs> troops, but I have more of a question mark over them than I would over the Roosters or or even Penrith. Yeah. What know? I'm interested yeah. in seeing is you know when they when they won that game against the Roosters in, in extra time is Ryan Pappenhausen stood up and and snapped, snapped that field goal. I'm really interested to see what happens next time in a really close game because that was unexpected. But I want to know if this is he their guy? Like, is he the other field goal guy? Because it's not Jerome Hughes and Cam Munster's only okay. Like, is Pappenhausen this little weird wild card that's going to kick a field goal again in the finals? I want to see that. I just loved it. That's it. Because the Cam Smith, like, everyone knows Cam Smith's the guy when, when he's at dummy half there. So he's never going to get a free shot at field goal ever in his life anymore. No more. Without Cooper Cronk. I like I like how Cam Smith didn't kick a field goal for the first ten years of his career yeah. just to throw everyone off the scent. Yeah, <laughs> playing the big long brain, game. Big brain. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the ninth placed New Zealand Warriors, who have been a pleasant surprise. Oh, good for them. Good for them. How good, good is them, them being a ninth? You love to if they make the finals. Top Payton's coach of the year, right? Like, he just is. I'm Absolutely. sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ivan Cleary, but he is. Well, we're, who? we're talking about camp mentality just then, and I was saving this because um. 
we've spoken about it a few times over the last couple of years in the podcast that when they had back-to-back away games, the, the Warriors did go into camp and that was one of the, mm. the landmarks of uh, Kearney's career that they were a much better away team the last few years. Well, this has been like... No one would predict this, but this has been an like extended camp for them, essentially, and the results are showing. And, and Peyton has, has gone on to say that's been part of their good results. Is like They've been in camp the entire time. I think the last time I was on the show, yeah. I said... If they win, if like I wouldn't be surprised if they don't win a game for the rest of the season. Yeah. I thought that's that's I thought that was it is that is such a big barrier for them to overcome. But I think it's a real credit to all the players that they've kept going the way they have, even mm. though they've lost guys along the way. Like Mal Marlow, one of their best players, he's gone home. Fusatua, one of their best players, he's gone home. Yeah. They've had injuries. They lost Green, who was a leader and a senior player for them, and they've just kept doing it. They've kept turning up, and they're playing teams that were above them on the ladder and had a, probably had a lot more to play for, and they're beating them. They, like like I said earlier, they beat the Knights because they wanted it more, because they went harder. They beat me only a couple of weeks ago for the exact same reason. They beat the Tigers the week before that for the exact same reason. Like It's 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 a real credit to the lot they of them. They lost by six to the Penrith. Yeah, that's it. And they played well in that game. That was an each-way each, each game that Penrith just got because they were that little bit better. But the Warriors, like... Could, like didn't disgrace themselves at all. And what I really like about Peyton is I think Peyton's adapted to the situation in a really smart way. So when he he brought Brett Finch into the bubble with him, and that mm. ended up you know not going great because Finchie's a you know Finchie's Finchie and all that, and he and he got in mm. trouble. <laughs> but Peyton explained the reason he brought Finchie into the bubble is he said, well, Finchie's really struggled with life outside of football. Yeah, and he 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 doesn't miss playing, but he misses being on a team and being with the boys and the structure that that sort of provides. So he goes, the reason I wanted to bring Finchie into the bubble is to remind these boys that even though it might be tough now, they'll look back on the time they spent playing as the best years of their lives. They will. And I thought that's a really smart way to approach a very unique problem. And he, he, before Finchie came in, he tried to get Chris Hyington to come into the bubble. And he said, what I wanted to show him with Hino is Hino's a guy that was never good in the juniors, never had a whole lot about him. He only got a contract because he turned up at an open trial and played a, played a great game. And from that, he turned that into a 15-year career, two premierships, mm. played for England, 300 games. Like, And he goes, and that's the value of just making the most of your opportunity. So even if it's tough now, we're away from home and all that, like this is an opportunity that a, a, like a lot of blokes would, would do yeah. a lot of stuff for. You know what I mean? And I just really liked that. I liked that he took that kind of, not unorthodox, but that sort of... Uh, that, 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 that really uh, forward-thinking approach mm. with, with how to freshen things up for his players. I thought, just thought that was really smart. And then for the run for the finals, he's going to bring in Lachlan Miranda and say, this guy played first grade, you can achieve anything. It's not a Boom Rookies podcast till we bag Miranda. There we go. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> ring the bell. Just on that run to the Coleman's finals. Coleman's in non-snook. So ring the bell. Be- because of their four and against being much worse than Cronulla's, um, Cronulla on 18 and Newcastle on 19 is ostensibly the same thing for the Warriors from their point of view. Cronulla and Newcastle play each other next week. So one of them has to lose. And then they both have to play the Roosters. Like One of them plays the Roosters in and each week. The Warriors the play the Sharks. Afters. And the Warriors play the, the Sharks. the Warriors play the Sharks as well. Classic so, four-point game. So if... if I mean, if they win out... It's if possible. they win out... They'd also, they have to beat Canberra. That's the only good team they play on the run-in. So if they, they play could, the Eels next week. Who? The yeah, Warriors. I yeah. said what I said. Yeah. 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 Just making sure people heard that. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> Actually, this is airing after they beat beaten the Eels already. Well, it's going to look silly, isn't it? <laughs> if if, if Parramatta won. But they have a much easier run in than the two teams above them, purely because they don't have to play the Roosters um, and that those two teams above them play each other. So it's not impossible. It, it's still very far-fetched and I would be very, very shocked if they did it. But man, oh man, is it not a storyline that we can root for? I, I think it's one of those things as well. Because they're in with a chance at this late stage in the season, I think it'll really and fire them like, too. Because like you, you could see how fired up they were yesterday. And I thought, yeah. and it's things like I thought Sheck had one of his best games of the season. I think it's a good thing for him because I know he's done it very tough, particularly because I think he's one of the only players that hasn't had family come over. Mm. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, okay. So I think it's 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 a it's a real it's a really big thing for him. I really can't tell you how impressed I've been with with the way that they've done the whole it this thing, year. Mate. It's yeah. just it's been really great to see. So Mitch, That's... your 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 basic your love for the Warriors will end next year. Yes, so it will. Ba- so it's basically on death row right it's now. It's the but last this, hurrah. But this next four weeks is the equivalent of that last meal. Yeah, it is our last. You're eating, every, last you're, you're just eating everything. Exactly. And maybe it'll end meal. in a finals appearance. Who knows? But yeah, who I'm, knows? I'm hundred percent with you. It is the last meal. But it's like this this team has been given like a million hurdles. Every few weeks, I'm like, oh, that when Blake Green left, I thought, oh, that's it. They've given up. Let's think. There are so many times where but you look back and you th- and if they had given up, you'd be like, "Well, fine, that's all right, that's all right." But I'll tell you what: 
how did they not get Peyton full time? What are they doing mucking around with Brown when Peyton is there? Like, what is everyone re- doing not signing for well, Peyton? No, what was, what was the, what, I, what were the reasons? Like, he said he had family oh, based reasons for not reasons. taking the family, job. Family reasons, but I think they only offered him a one year deal. Yeah, like, they as didn't well, put faith didn't in they? him either. Yeah, like if they offered him a three year deal or something you like can, that. You can move your family over. You'd move your family over, you know? So, I don't know. We've been through this before. Again, family's temporary premises are forever. We've been through this other That is 100%, 100% correct. <laughs> That's it. That's true. But, uh, but I've been so impressed with. His coaches, we said, but as you said, Fuss left, uh, Malmalo's gone, but it's like guys like Adam Pompey playing great football. You know, Adam Pompey. Pat, Pat, uh, Her- Pat Herbert Pat, is another one. Like, Pat Herbert. Really George Jennings playing really well. That's the, the thing. All the lone guys that have come in have played really well. Even like psychos like Jack Hetherington. I can't wait yeah. till Jack Hetherington scores the winning try against Penrith in round two of the finals. And then punches himself in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought last week, I know Harris Tavita missed the game last week and he's back this week, but I thought Paul Turner was sick. Yeah, he's really excited. He missed like three tries he could have scored, but he was sick. It's the stuff there. And I think Nick Arimas had a really good season he as has. well. They, they needed him to step up when Green left, and he absolutely has. And it's not something that I thought he was really capable of, you know? Yeah. So this is my yeah, last meal with the Warriors before I death ride them next year. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you got to enjoy it. Absolutely. And our last meal in terms of looking at these teams is the team currently in first. They're looking odds on to finish in first place. Um, the Penrith Panthers. Who saw this coming? And it's been a great podcast. Thanks for coming on, oh, Campo. Stop it! Hey, come on! No, they've been—they're uh, fun to watch, which I really hate saying. <laughs> that is the upset of the <laughs> season. Just, yeah, as I said in the first half of this, if, oh, in the first half of the show, the fact that Cronulla and Penrith are like two must-watch teams is insane. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Mitch, you've described them a couple of times as a post-hype sleeper. Yeah, and that's a hundred percent where it's at. Like, and even now, even now, I think they're what—they're three points or. Whatever at the top of the ladder. Even now, they're flying under the radar a little bit. They they're, they're not getting the hype. They're not getting the expectation. Like you compare the hype around them to where it was for Para earlier in the year, and it's not in the same universe. You know, I, I've, I was I was out. Watch, I was out. I was covering the game they played against the Sharks the other week, and they just look so confident, so composed. They look so sure of mm. what they want to do and how they're going to do it and how they're going to get there. They just have that real that real look about them. They remind me a lot of Canberra last year, but probably with a, a little bit more attacking upside. I really, really like them. I think they're going to win the comp. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise to the greater Penrith community for jinxing them, but I do think they're going to win. I've it all. seen them lose from here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they they have. I did say when they beat was it when they beat the Storm, or was it the Storm or the Roosters? Their last big winning. But anyway, it was like round six. I was like, they could probably go undefeated from here. And it sounded like it's ridiculous to go undefeated, but their draw was not another top team the rest of the year. And it's, you still have to turn up and win those games, which they have done. But they've just got more and more impressive in their wins. And it's almost like the fact they haven't won a tough one against a good team that people don't give them any respect. Yeah. They're just blowing teams away. It's like, oh, whatever. They haven't, you know, when was the last time they beat a good side? Well, they're smashing everyone. Well, they've, <laughs> beat, they've, beat, they've beat two of the other top four. They played Canberra yeah. a few weeks ago yeah, and, and they look they looked streets ahead of Canberra. Mm. They did. You know? And, and uh, you know, as much as I hate to, like to say, but Nathan Cleary, you know, if you're talking about best halfbacks in the competition yeah, he's this been year, playing great. He's a strong second. He's a strong second, but there you go. But, Jerome Luai's also really lifted. I've been as impressed with Luai as I have with Cleary because I honestly didn't know if Luai was going to be able to be a consistent first grader. I saw a lot of him in the lower grades and all that, and it was I never quite mm. thought that he'd be able to take this step. But he's been really he's been really good. Him and Cleary complement each other really well. But there's guys like um, Dylan Edwards and Brent Naden who have always been first graders, mm. but have been able to take that next that next step. Edwards has been big leap, absolutely. And I think Naden has as well. Like Naden was good last year, but. He's been tremendous this year, and he's been moving from centre and wing a lot, but it doesn't matter where he's been. He's always uh, given him a real good and, showing. And Liam Martin's taking souls, and he wasn't even the starting edge until Kurt Capewell got injured. You know, I don't think Kurt's yeah. taking that job back, that's for, for sure, if you ask me. But, uh, but yeah, other guys in that team, like, you know, they lose Apicorosau this week. Did you, did you really notice? Like, no, Mitch well, that's Kennedy the thing. Like Mitch Kennedy's... Like, uh, the uh, death matters. matters absolutely, now. and... I, th- I think um, their, f- their middles are still a little bit unheralded. Like Fisher, mm. I know you guys have sung Fisher, ha- Fisher Harris's praises a couple of times, but James Tamo is like, he's Killing playing it. great footy. He's playing great footy. He's playing better footy now than the last two years he played for New South Wales. I agree. And, and I think one thing that's, it's fallen in their favour the same way two years ago that the bit of rule changes worked for the, the Storm and the Roosters two years ago. And I'm not trying to blame the referees or any of this shit, but Penrith have been taking the piss with their line speed and who they're allowed everyone's allowed to do it but they've yeah. been doing it and they're getting away with it and they've been they're pushing their line the whole game they're fit enough to do it they're physical enough they push their line the whole game and you watch last night the tigers are going with them for about 20 25 minutes 
They couldn't handle the physicality of the rest of the game. The Tigers wilted. Well, I, f- I feel like they, like they they smashed the shit out of the Tigers, but I felt like they were barely getting out of second gear doing yeah. it. Like I feel like they still have levels to go to, and I think they can get to those levels. You know what I mean? I feel they're, like they're not like Parramatta where there were obvious flaws while they were still winning. There aren't many flaws in this team that I see when I watch them play. Agreed. No. And uh, and Nathan Cleary a couple of years ago, even last year, his his kicking game was way too much, just midfield bomb all the time, forever. But it's been such more variety to it this year. Long kicking's very good, but they're, they're definitely the best team of the competition and making opposition start their sets in their 10. And it is so hard to work out of yardage against that team because they're so physical across the whole field. It's so hard to earn field position against them. And, yep. you know, you need special plays to beat them. And there hasn't been those, you know, they've been smashing everybody. Yeah. And I know I can't wait to see them play. Like, they're going to be a team you have to watch in the finals, like they all are. But they're so entertaining that every game's going to be a cracker. Absolutely, we need, we need. Where, where's Trent Waterhouse and Joel Clinton? Get yeah. them back, <laughs> get them back. And the, well, the, the, make some make some calls regarding Martin Lang. The, the dirtiest thing about this is that we said about them being a post-high sleeper is they re-signed Stephen Crichton and nobody did anything. Like you know, the Broncos yeah. face a battle for a year and a half to re-sign David Fafita, but Stephen Crichton got like a four-year deal on like four hundred k, and it's like. End of this year, someone probably would have given him a million. Some other team would have gone. I'll give someone you a million would have, definitely. Absolutely. After what he's done. But they already re-signed him. That. That's good. Probably a good thing for them that they've got the attention, the focus off of that club, mm. that they've been able to retain those juniors and on yeah. lesser deals. Mm-hmm. That's what the benefit of a junior nursery is, is you get to keep and they're the actually making, for a while. They're, they're, they're not... This isn't Penrith of five years ago. It was, we're going to be good one day. It's now we're good, no, we're good now. now. It's now. This we're good now. The good There's guys. no more kicking the can down the road. This is it. This yeah, is what you're They're in a cul-de-sac for. and they've reached the end of it. Yeah, oh, maybe. and they did this without Kick-Out, by the way. Remember last year when Kick-Out wasn't playing? Yeah. Well, even when Kick-Out played and throwing it to Kick-Out was all Was their had. game plan? Yeah. Was yeah. It, was, it, was, yeah. it was fucking step A, B, C. Yeah. And now they're, they're, like, they've diversified their approach so much. And Martin's a really good example of that. Like They, they beat the shit out of Cronulla. And Martin was the main attacking focus. You know yeah. what I mean? Him and Luai are just going through more than whatever they wanted to. And Jeez, yeah. I, yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're a serious footy team. And they're, they're the best aerial team in the competition too, I think. I thought the Roosters would be with Daniel Tubo still, but they have that. They call it Jack and Jill out there. You know, Jack goes up the hill, throws a power water back, back to Jill. And that's, the, that's what, if you watch every bomb they put up, every single bomb, there is always two guys competing. And the other guys... Don't just stand around. They're in position. Pushing up. They're all pushing up. But they're, they're in the right position. That's why so many of the tries, you'll see them score. The winger just like, there'll be a bomb. They'll bat it back. And then the, the Jill will catch it and dish the ball out to someone standing open on the wing. It's so basic. But the defensive side of that is that winger always gets drawn into the contest and it leaves people standing on their own. And they're going to score points like that all the way through finals because you just you can't stop it with the kicking games that good. No. And they have guys who can compete in the air across the pitch. Like Yeah, that's it. It was Billy Kickout could beat you in the air, and it's one of those things. It's okay. a, I, I know it, it might tall. not be a, repl- a replicable thing, but it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Yeah, if someone just out jumps you, there's no, there's no, no way to defend that. And they're so right. well doing yeah. that. I said that you watch next, next time you're watching Penrith, watch what happens when the bomb goes up, and watch how they all in position after the bomb. They yeah. always are. They're so good at supporting that. And you know the only the only knock the only feasible knock you could have on them is oh, all these players who haven't played in big finals games before. But you know Nathan Cleary's one Origin, so well, Nathan Cleary he's played in I think yeah. three final series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but like, they haven't made it to a prelim under him, have they? As far as they've never made it to no. a prelim. But Coruscant played in a grand yeah, final. Yeah, absolutely. Sure did. So. James Tamo won a grand final. You know, like they've they've got. Yeah. I think they've they got haven't. Some big game plays I think in there, they haven't. I think no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. But I think they have enough guys that can that. make up that experience yeah, gap. You know, I'm not worried about. it. I'm just saying, if you needed to find a weakness, maybe that's it. But you don't need to because they're awesome. <laughs> um, so before we go, uh, I think we should just quickly run through everyone's grand final prediction and wooden spoon prediction. Oh, start with, I'll start with Campo, our Ooh, guest. Yeah. Oh, Mitch, I think Canterbury are going to win another game, and I think Brisbane aren't. So I think it's going to be Brisbane. Okay. I think I think Canterbury will win another game, and I think round twenty six or round twenty, sorry, at Suncorp, Cowboys Broncos is a spoon bowl. I was going to say I think Brisbane's going to beat the Cowboys. How so, the how so, the how the mighty have I don't say we played we played for the actual bowl five years ago. Now we're playing <laughs> the spoon bowl. That's what I think is going to happen around twenty. And I think all Brisbane of this has before, and all of this. Will I need to again. look at Cowboys for and against before I now make my decision. No, nah, I still think Canterbury are going to get it. Grand final, grand final. I'm Dale? going. I'm going Penrith versus. I'm going Penrith v Roosters. I'm going 03 rematch. I was also going to say that. And I'm going Penrith 18-6. I'm going yeah. the same score as 03. I'm going, I'm going Isaiah. I'm going Isaiah running down Daniel Tupo. Oh, yeah, baby. If, yeah. If, if that is the grand final, 
just oh, so let's say the prelims are on the Friday and Saturday night. So Friday, Saturday night, whoever the second team in the grand final wins, so the grand final matchups locked in. Does Todd Burns just turn his phone off for the next week? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think Todd Burns in witness protection. Does he own a phone? Yeah, I wouldn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dale, your wooden spoon and uh, your grand final. Wooden spoon, I think, will be the Broncos. Although it greatly saddens me to say that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> He hates pity, so let's just keep buttering him up with pity all that's the time. What, that's Mitch, what that's so the play. Sorry. It's not your fault, bro. Uh, it's not your fault. Very good. It Will definitely hunting. isn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on the damn record. Yeah. <laughs> I was never a Bobbleyer shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so Broncos Broncos on four and against, uh, and my grand final will be uh, Penrith versus Cronulla. Cronulla. What? In the Explain yourself oh. immediately. I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you. Once an episode, Dale Roots just comes out like throwing wins heat, a takey, throwing <laughs> heat wins a like you've never seen. All right. So yeah. here's here's my play. Uh, Here he goes. The Roosters. The Roosters will play. Uh, are the Roosters going to suffer thirteen separate misfortunes? So the Roosters the night before their semi-final. The Roosters are going to play. Cronulla. The Roosters are going to play Penrith in a prelim. And then they will. That is very good. All I'm saying is, what was it? The Jello, the Jello toilet. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Sean Johnson vanishes at the Caring Bar mystery spot. <laughs> Ronaldo Montalo's gotten hooked on brain and nerve tonic. <laughs> handsome, handsome Toby Rudolph gets gets charged with every crime in the history. Jack of New Williams York thinks City. he's a chicken. Not seen off Colonel. These poor bastards. Uh, Jackson Ferris has to shave those sideburns. So here's what happens. Andrew Feeder would Pen- not help the old lady at the house fire, so he's fine to play. Yeah, Pen- Penrith Penrith play uh, the Roosters in a prelim. Mm. Uh, Penrith beat the Roosters, and Cronulla do the old 2016 and beat the Storm in a prelim. Ooh, okay, there you go. spicy. Uh, and I will not give you a score because that is for the gods to decide. <laughs> wow, I like that. It's <laughs> not gods in communism. What are you talking about? Are an affront to God, Dale Roots. <laughs> I would have gone full Gronk and picked South Souths, but um, Latrell Mitchell got hurt, so I well, didn't have the yeah, ball to did. do it. Yeah, he did. I'm going for the grand final. It's going to be the anti-COVID bowl. We're going to have inter- interstate teams. We're going to have the Raiders and the Storm there, and no one can go from their states <laughs> to watch the damn game. There's going to be 3,000 3, people. You picking the most spiteful option <laughs> yeah, was extremely on brand. Right. People got panicky. Is, is Tom, is Tom people... Starling going to win the CCM? Say yes. <laughs> but, um, so that's my grand final. And the wooden spoon, uh, we, we, we spoke that we said the Raiders are going to win another game. But by the time this aired, they, sorry, the Bulldogs, they might have won another game by the time this airs. True. Uh, so, anyway, I, I think Spoon Bowl is at Brisbane, in Brisbane round 26. Round 20, again, I was wrong. And I think the Broncos beat the Cowboys and the Cowboys snatched the spoon. Look at you believing league. in the Broncos. No, I don't believe in them. I just don't believe in the Cowboys either. <laughs> That's a fair <laughs> point. I feel really bad for Josh Hannah if he just no, never no. got that first win. And I feel like round 20, we would might have said, sorry to Pangai, Payne Haas is back in. Maybe things just happen. And it's the Cowboys. And <laughs> well. I need this. I need this so much. <laughs> I need this so goddamn much. Incredible shit. I'm yeah. sorry, mate. Spoons stay forever. That's the other. That's the thing. Like no. 15th. Spoons spoons last long in the premiership. As the grand old club they have, they, they kind of just all. they don't hit anymore. They just fall off, do they? But <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, so you said the Briz, the Broncos defensively are as bad as the O2 Rabbitohs. Yeah, uh, they famously finished second last in front of the Bulldogs. So you'll Ooh. be okay. I can't remember why that was. The grand the grand the grand old club's done it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it's not worth going Getting into the details of why the Bulldogs finished last in two thousand and two. It's definitely I, performance. I, I, I simply do not recall. <laughs> Hashtag you've only hurt the innocent. And okay, in your, in your grand final and your oh, I'm, I am unfortunately in agreement with Campo. I think it will be the Roosters and the and the Panthers. Oh, it's three, um, baby. We're doing it again. And uh, I think that Canterbury will come last. Uh, um, I, I I I hope that you, I just hope you're okay, mate. Yeah, okay. I hate you, uh, Dale Roots. Would you like to I'm, give? I'm a, always uh, going to pick the Broncos for a spoon at this. Give point, a shout out me. to our <laughs> Patreon subscribers. I'd love to. Give me Uno Memento and we can do that. Not a problem yeah, at all. And we just want to say before, while Dale pulls that up, uh, pa- uh, Patreon.com forward slash Enterprise Boom Rookies. Um, we love and we love and appreciate all of you who have subscribed and and let it, and given us some financial support so far. And and uh, if you want to get involved, that that's the place to do it. But and to everyone who is involved, thank you, especially uh, Jack Snape, Thor Laycock, Jace G. Please don't name me. Tom Hardy, Bert Andrews, Jason, Wayne Ritchie, Simeon Ali, Ty, Warwick Ahern, Roxanne Clark, Michael Murray, Carlo Tyson, Maddie McPee, Chris Avnell, Dan Cullinane, and the great man Dave. Excellent picture on Patreon. May I add, Dave? It is a picture of Mark Latham wearing sunglasses. I did notice that. Very good. I enjoyed it a great deal. No, right. no word on the shirt or pants. Uh, if you didn't like what we said about your team, uh. Campo37 on Twitter. Let him Fight know. me. 
Let him know about it. Yeah. Get in the comment section of all his articles. Parramatta fans, one, if you're v- one, 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 one v one, me no weapons. The See driving force behind our anti-Parramatta agenda is him. So let him know. <laughs> Please. Uh, all right. Please. <laughs> well, we don't have an agenda. They just think we do. Whatever. I, I, I definitely have one now. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you hate so it. many clubs that it's lost all meaning. Like, honestly. The, anti, the anti-Mary K over here. Is just, like, it's like... Being Mitch, supported if by Mitch, ladies if Mitch, if Mitch, like, if Mitch so doesn't hate clubs. you, if Mitch doesn't hate you, you're not trying. It's yeah. true. You're right though. I'm like the reverse. <laughs> the <laughs> like, reverse if you're like hated by Mitch and you're nothinged by him, that's worse. That is. And you've got to ask yourself why you got to that. I point. still hated the Knights and the Titans when they sucked. Like all the other cowards <laughs> gave up on them, wanted them to get good. Oh, I didn't want to get good. Other, sorry, before we finish, the other, I saw someone. Someone tweeted and was like, "Oh." Are there any teams that anyone kind of likes? Blah, blah, blah. And someone genuinely was like, oh, people want to see Canterbury do well. Excuse what? me. Just because Who they've been that? bad for the last couple of years does not mean <laughs> anyone's threw... forgotten how good they were for a long yeah, time. They're, also, their fans threw a whole bottle of Jack Daniels at players on the bench. They Canterbury, did, oh, and it was awesome. That's <laughs> someone who is clearly too young to remember the early 2000s Correct. when Canterbury were... Were good. Dis- well, like, one, good, and two, not dis- Not even just, not yeah. even just then, like, the, they the late 90s as well. Wide right. yeah. They were cheered against by the Roosters in a grand final. Like, people rooted for the Roosters as a neutral. The plucky underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plucky. Good one. <laughs> Got um, him. Yeah, give me a break. No. Soft spot. Canterbury. Come on. Canterbury, come on. Soft spot this, mate. Yeah, wow. All right. And <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you once again, Nick Canton, for coming on. Uh, anything else you'd like to promote before we get um, If you see a story with my name on it, please click on it from as many different devices as possible. Uh, if anyone wants to click on it if without you subscribing, I have a login that I'm happy to share with you. <laughs> yeah, if you're an Indian <laughs> click farm, potentially click on Kevo's articles. Anyone please else? click on my stories. It's all that's keeping me off the street. Um, shouts to Shark, to Dave, to Bones, to my Raiders boys. I love you very much. And whoever forgot, cop that. It was on purpose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Especially you, Jack Cronin. <laughs> all right. Say goodbye, Kevo. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Dale. Ta-ta. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye from me.